2: everybody. Welcome into the show. It is betting across America and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host from Vegas. Your other host is across the country on the East Coast in Boston, Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh.
3: Rich, how you doing? Happy Thursday. What a great day to bet on sports. We got a huge game five do or die. Giants, Dodgers, by the way, uh, Evil Evil Knievel, I was going to say, Corey Knievel just had a pitching change here. It's not Urias, it's Knievel. So whether you bet on one side or the other, Make sure if you bet listed pitcher action, if you bet listed pitcher, you may want to rebet this game. So we did see a pitching change here. We'll have a full breakdown on today's show. Mm -hmm. But Pritch, Thursday night football, NFL, couple college Thursday night games. Uh, we also have a big NHL slate. I'm excited, my man. Big Thirsty Thursday, and it's also Gamble and Lou Day, so get ready. We're going to run through a wall with Gamble and Lou in a second. Get ready for uh, some great handicaps and some great energy coming yeah, up Yeah, Lou
2: Lou has that ability to help us uh, get motivated to run through a wall. I just love having Lou on the program, so let's get to that. Well, let's get to the National Football League with this big game, uh, Tampa Bay on the road against the Eagles. Uh, so, Josh, we're looking at a big number here. It's down to six and a half now. Just looked it up. Uh, it's minus six and a half It's moving. Uh, so the injury front, we got key injuries on both sides. Levante David, uh, Winfield, and um, I'm forgetting somebody else here for Tampa Gronk Bay. Gronk is out too. Y- yep, yep. Yep. Gronk. Yeah. Gronk. And then on the other side, uh, Dallas Goddard, uh, he's on the COVID list. Uh, and uh, Lane Johnson too. Some other significant injuries in this game. So on a short week, you've in the line move. is now six and a half. Your thoughts?
3: Yeah, so, Pritch, this is what I love to see, this late buyback toward the unpopular side. I'm looking at the Eagles here today, grabbing plus seven. So take a step back here, Pritch, look at Tampa Bay, four and one, two and three ATS. They've won two straight. They just rolled against Miami, 45-17, easily covered the 11. Look at Philly. You know, they are struggling there a bit. They mm-hmm. had lost two games in a row. But maybe they get some momentum after a big, big road win there at Carolina. Remember, that was a sharp move. That was like four and a half, got all the way down to two and a half. They end up winning that game outright, 21-18, two and a half point dog. And, Pritch, what we saw is when this line first dropped, it was minus 6.5 with Tampa Bay on the road. And automatically, maybe it was a little bit of respected money, you know, hit the 6.5 before the key number of 7. The public has really, really piled on. So across the market here, 74% of tickets at BetMGM are laying the points here with Tampa Bay. So automatically, even if you don't look at this late line move to the Eagles, if you want to bet against the public, go contrary and, and and really, you know, bylaw on the Eagles, the Eagles would be the plate tonight, only getting 26% of bets. But what I love, Pritch, is not just going contrary. And When I first learned betting against the public, I'm like, wow, I, I solved the holy grail. I'll just go against what everyone else is doing. That's a good foundation, but it's really not going to make you uh, a crazy successful sports better. It's a foundation that you then have to layer upon more edges. So to me, contrarian opportunity here, buying low. We have these primetime dogs, Mm -hmm. 9-6 and ATS this year. We got dogs 56% ATS so far on the season. But it's this late chart money to Philly that really gets me excited for Philly. Because when you open 6.5, you get up to 7. You have 3 out of 4 bets on the Bucks. Then why didn't this thing get to 7.5? Why didn't it creep up to 8? When it got to the key number of seven, Pritch, there's a lot of buyback on that Eagles plus seven, dropping it back down to six and a half. So kind of reminds me a little bit of that Bucks Patriots game, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, where that was a five and a half, got all the way to seven, and we saw the late move to six and a half. Uh, another crazy stat here, Pritch. Uh, Tom Brady, believe it or not, his last ten primetime games in the regular season, zero and ten against the spread. <laughs> right. Y'all remember last year, Pritch, with the, the four fingers up, forgetting the downs or the timeouts and all that. Uh, again, that's not the only reason I'm betting the Eagles tonight. I just think this line, it's kind of a classic play for me, bet against the public, mm-hmm. see this late, late line move here to the Eagles. And I would mention Pritch, you know, one thing I'm targeting is the Jalen Hurts over passing prop tonight uh, at, at right now at DraftKings, it's over 279 and a half passing yards. We've got a lot of injuries, Levante, David, Winfield. We also have the bucks the, the worst, the worst number uh, 32 in the NFL in terms of opposing passing yards this year, giving up 314 a game. So, Pritch, I'm looking at this spot buying low here. If you like the Eagles, get the seven now. Don't sure. wait until tonight because it's it's really moving as we speak. You need that key number. And I like Hertz to go over that passing yard. But uh, what do you think, Pritch? How, how do you diagnose tonight's game?
2: Well, I mean, it's a short week, uh, first of all. I and mean, you think about the, the veteran-laden team that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. And that does not favor them at all, Josh. I mean, your typical week uh, after a Sunday game, you're going to recover on Monday and Tuesday. Tuesday's your day off. And then Wednesday – you still feel like uh, you've played a football game on Sunday. Uh, you heard of vet days, right? Vet days typically come for um, the elder statesmen on the team, if you will. And we know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they have a number of elder statesmen on their on their team. And that includes Tom Brady. So I can only imagine that this short week, the preparation was not ideal Your body does not feel like it's fully back and fully returned. And on top of that, you got injuries. So I see why this line is moving towards the Eagles. Because they're the the younger roster, one. Uh, And then, two, they have a ton of offense. A ton of offense. And to me, Levante David being out, uh, Winfield as well, right up the middle of the field, that's going to be problematic, I I believe, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what the Eagles want to do offensively. They are perimeter-oriented. Shane Steichen, the offense coordinator, he's from college ranks, played college football here at UNLV. Uh, he's out there with Justin Herbert last year uh, as an offense coordinator with the Chargers. So they want to work their perimeter. They want to use their speed. And I wonder uh, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if their defense can keep up with that.
3: Yeah, I think it's a great point by you. Pritch. So the other thing is, you know, we talked about, you know, David being out Winfield, being out Gronk on the offensive side, but you got a lot of guys questionable here as well for the Tampa Bay bucks. I mean, JPP, he's questionable. We don't know if he's going to play. I'm looking at other guys, Carlton Davis, you know, Gio Bernard uh, on the offensive side as well. And I think you bring up a great point because you know, it's always that, uh, you know, that young stud versus, you know, the old bull here, Pritch, because you know, (laughs) you like these veteran teams because they got a lot of experience, which Mm -hmm. is what Brady and the bucks have. But also, uh, it's a it's a quick turnaround on a short week where the youth advantage would really be with the Eagles. And I think what you're banking on here is, and I have seen it close up, you know, uh, and obviously the Bucks uh, four and one so far to start the year, but they can give up a lot of passing yards, a lot yeah. of offensive yards. And if I'm going to bet on a dog. Uh, that trying to cover this number here again, I love this buyback seven down to six and a half. If this was seven up to seven and a half, then it's like, okay, maybe there's continued money there on the box. But this buyback to me is really, really critical. So if you can find the seven beat the closing line, get to six and a half. But I think that's the angle Philadelphia at home where no one's really giving them a shot. They're only getting one out of four bets and going up against this really kind of porous pass defense. And I think, you know, the blueprint here, Pritch, is don't just, you know, run into a brick wall and run the ball. Spread it out. Get Devonta Smith, who's been getting some uh, some good mojo here recently. Mm-hmm. If, you can, if you're going to cover a number as a dog, I want to be able to score and keep pace and, you know, uh, maybe get some garbage yards late uh, with a higher end total here on 52 and a half. But again, keep scoring, keeping pace, maybe get a backdoor cover. I like this angle here for Philadelphia, plus seven at home. We
2: have the BetMGM Insights right here, too, uh, Josh. Uh, Your thoughts on the ticket percentages for BetMGM? I mean, 74%, you spoke of that a minute ago, but uh, I mean, that that stands out mightily to me right there.
3: That really stands out. So just automatically, Hey, you always ask yourself, where's the public Mm -hmm. number one, look at the ticket raw ticket count. Public won't always tell you where uh, the money is because that can be a combination of both respect to money and public money. But the raw ticket count, the betting public makes up 95, nine, I don't know, 98% uh, of of the betting overall betting, uh, you know, group here. So the fact that you have three out of four on Tampa Bay, the contrarian angle will be the Eagles. And also like Pritch, a higher bets, but a lower dollar. So it's 74% of the money, or 74% of the bets, but only 69% of the money. That's not a huge discrepancy, but that's telling me that those bigger wagers are leaning more uh, toward the Eagles side than they mm-hmm. would be these $5 average Joe bets, basically laying the points here with Tom Brady.
2: Josh, I gotta throw something out to you because this is incredible to me. I don't think I've ever seen this, but from a capping standpoint, I think it's significant. Tampa Bay's defense, You know, we know the injuries, Vontae David and also Winfield, but their defense ranks number one in the league against the run, only giving up about 45.8 yards per game. Their defense, their, their passing defense ranks 32nd. In the National Football League, pass, passing yards allowed 314 yards per game. I've never seen that before, where you have the number one ranked run defense and the worst pass defense in the National Football League.
3: Yeah, and I think, Pritch, great point by you. You never see this, and also don't outsmart yourself. Nick Sirianni, here's a little tip tonight. Take those <laughs> highlighters on the side of your right. visor. What you're going to do is you're going to highlight your passing game. You're going to take a black colored marker and X out your running game. I think that's the plan tonight. And we saw it, obviously. Uh, what are you going to do? Are you just going to establish the run, Pritch, like it's 1970? Oh, no, good If Lord. you have Andamakan Sue and Rita right. Vea and you can't make any, uh, any yards here, hey, maybe you get a swing pass or maybe a surprise run here. But I would just spread it out. Ah, uh, throw the ball. If you can't run, but you can throw it, right. then why don't you lean on the strength here and attack that defense? So Sirianni, get the get those highlighters correct and make sure you're you're passing it more than running it tonight. I will make
2: those Tampa Bay Buccaneers feel like they're on a vet day. Uh, I mean, they, or they need another vet day or something. Uh, you're right. I mean, take advantage of the youth and the fact that you do have offensive weapons all over the place. So uh, you mentioned the spread, um, or in terms of ATS. The Buccaneers, 0-2 on the road, ATS as well. Factor that in uh, to this game. What about college football? We got Thursday night games. Uh, Josh, are you involved in any of these games? Georgia Southern at South Alabama, South Alabama minus three. Uh, Navy at Memphis, Memphis minus 11.
3: Yeah, so I am involved in both these here, Pritch. Saw an angle on a favorite, an angle on a dog here. So number one, let's talk uh, Sun Belt, Fun Belt. Georgia Southern at South Alabama. What I noticed here, Pritch, number one, um, you know, South Alabama three and two, Georgia Southern two and four. Anytime you have these kind of standalone games, or only a couple of games where they're kind of prime time. Like if this is a Saturday game, it kind of gets buried in a big slate. When it's you know Thursday night, everyone's gonna want to bet it. And when they see South Alabama with a better record and at home and laying a short number, then it's hey, go South Alabama all day. But I like this play on Georgia Southern plus the points. Number one, even though slate Alabama, uh South Alabama, you know, majority of bets here, they actually open minus three and a half and they're down to three. So this would match one of my favorite systems. the short road dogs, plus four or less in college football. Those are 27 and 18 ATS this year, 60%. Last 10 years is about 55% ATS because Pritch think about it. You know, typically we always talk about three points home field. Maybe it's a little less mm-hmm. one and a half or two, but still, if you're three at home in a college game, this is kind of saying, you know, neutral site, it's a pick them type game. So I'll take Georgia Southern here in the points. Conference road dog angle, kind of like those divisional dogs in NFL and baseball. Also, kind of a weird angle. Sunbelt road teams, for whatever reason, last decade, they're 57% ATS. You also get Georgia Southern. They've owned this matchup recently. I I believe they won seven straight here against South Alabama. So even if you miss the hook, I still like the plus three here on Georgia Southern. And then that other game, Pritch, Really, really interesting move toward Memphis. They opened minus nine. They've been steamed up to 11. Uh, I think the advantage there would be their offense scoring 36 a game against Navy, who's only scoring about 17 a game.
2: Yeah, Navy's uh, declined. Uh, That's for sure. Uh, Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit indeed.com slash credit. Well, Josh Applebaum mentioned it. It's Lou Day. Lou Finnecaro is going to join the program. He's coming up next with some picks.
1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: This is betting across
0: America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on v the sports betting
2: network. Football season is here and it's time to download BetMGM Gym Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM Gym is all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip. Have your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's betting across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. A little bit of breaking news from the Major League Baseball. Mike Schilt fired as manager uh, of the St. Louis Cardinals. So welcome to Major League Baseball. You make the playoffs every single year and, and you get fired uh, for that. But uh, it's, it's interesting. Very interesting, Major League Baseball. But uh, let's bring in our guest. Uh, he's Lou Finacaro, Point Spread Weekly contributor, bout business podcast host as well. Lou, how are you?
4: Guys, I'm doing great. If you follow me at all on Twitter, you know I'm just absolutely beside myself. Being in October here, you got NBA, NHL starting, UFC fights, Bellator's in Phoenix, uh, NFL tonight, and oh, by the way, the Dodgers and the Giants in a Game Five. How good? How good does it get?
2: No, oh, it's great. We're fired up, fired up to have you as well, Lou. Let's get to some of the plays that you highlighted, Point Spread Weekly. Uh, One in particular I'm interested in is Seahawks and the Steelers. The over on this game at 42?
4: Yes. Uh, As you know, uh, Pritch, I track the look-ahead lines and really count on them as being somewhat of an unbiased early look at a a handicap of NFL teams. And so a week ago, that Seattle-Pittsburgh line was 48. And and sure, we're all aware that Russell Wilson is no longer the quarterback. However, you're giving me Seattle – with 10 days of rest, a quarterback in Geno Smith at his NFL caliber, and he's thrown to a couple of athletes down the field that are absolute studs. So uh, you couple that with a Pittsburgh defense ranked 24th against the pass, and I still see a recipe for Seattle putting points on the board. Consequently, uh, Seattle... That's a defense that's the perfect elixir to try and get an offense off the schneid. And Pittsburgh looked good last week against Denver. I think they take another step forward, specifically rookie Najee Harris. And and I look for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers to also be able to put a few points on the board. The reaction from 48 to 42 to me is too much.
3: Lou, it's great to be with you, and I totally agree with you. If this isn't the best time of year to bet on sports, I don't know what is. Maybe March Madness or, you know, football playoffs. But uh, just, the, just had so many different things happening at once. It's great to be betting on sports right now. But uh, let's talk about one of those games that you like to talk about, the everybody games, right up my alley as well as the contrarian better. But I'm looking at the Patriots here, uh, Lou. You know, a lot of these books open Dallas. Uh, this is the most heavily bet 425 window game of the week. A lot of these books early were like a minus 2, minus 3 Dallas. At one point, it shot up all the way to minus 4.5. Over the last 24, 48 hours, there's been a ton of buyback on New England. I think the high water mark was that plus four and a half down to four. It's now down to three and a half. And I'm seeing these three and a halfs even juiced up toward New England. Like it may get down to three here, Lou. So uh, what do you think? Dallas is, you know, four and one, the only undefeated ATS team. I like betting against these teams that do very well. ATS uh, Patriots, even though they come back and win last week, they don't cover against the lowly Texans. So what do you think, Lou? Should we buy low on New England here, getting the points at home?
4: Yeah, I, I that's the way I play it. Again, look at headline is Dallas minus one. And now it's it, it, when I uh, at least released the point spread weekly releases, it was four or four and a half down to three and a half now. But I, I'm not concerned about percolation Wednesday to Saturday whatsoever. I want to know what the, the line does Sunday night to Tuesday uh, afternoon, and then I want to know what it does. Saturday after the college football uh, starts to get over and the lights on the NFL board start to light up. So I, I, I what I'm trying to say is I believe this line goes back by the time the public gets involved with Dallas again, and you're going to get four if you're patient with New England. And I believe that's the way to go, basically because I see the Dallas recipe as being a rush game against the 22-ranked uh, New England Patriot rush defense. So Dallas may run the ball a little bit, take some time off the clock. Of course, New England wants to play a three-point field goal, just like Parcells and the Giants back in the 80s. So uh, I, I really think New England's the way to go there, yes. And I, I hate to always be agreeing with you on the New England side, Josh, because I know you're a homer out there, but I got to call them the way I got to call them.
2: <laughs> the great Lou Fernandcaro on the program tearing it up right now. Uh, Point Spread Weekly contributor about business podcast host. You can follow him, and I recommend that you do on Twitter at Lou. So, Lou, uh, I'm attracted to a game like this that you've highlighted in in Point Spread Weekly, uh, not because of the teams involved, but a chance to uh, cash a ticket, Uh, and that's the Lions and the Bengals. Uh, Looks like the Lions could be a live dog here.
4: Boy, I'm sure hoping they're going to be, Mike. Uh, This one didn't move much. Look ahead to today, Cincinnati three and a half, and that's currently how it sits. Uh, But this is the first of three road games for Cincinnati with Baltimore on the horizon, and they're just coming off, you know, a pretty emotional game in loss. That said, they enter with so far this week, no center and no cornerback in many regards. When a center misses a game, I'm not saying the Cincinnati center is going to miss, but when a center misses the game, I regard the center position almost the same amount to the point spread as a quarterback position. And I would beg you to check with other people that do this. I I don't think I'm that far off in doing it, so I have real concerns with Cincinnati's uh, offensive line. Meanwhile, Detroit, it's all about effort in Detroit, and they haven't quit yeah i'm a little worried about the playmaker cephas the wide receiver being out and i'm worried about the fact that they're just a little light on talent but they're giving effort and i think they're catching cincinnati at a good spot
3: Ooh, let's try to get one more breakdown we can before we leave uh before you leave us here let's talk about buffalo and tennessee big monday night game obviously buffalo uh after you know week one a loser to uh Steelers have ripped off four straight they have a really impressive win there on the road to kansas city really blown out kc 38 to 20. But kind of quietly, you know, Tennessee's won three of their last four. And this is a public play where everybody, and I mean everybody, is laying it with Buffalo. How can you not bet on Buffalo right now? It's kind of an auto bet for the public. There's almost 80, 90% of bets on the Bills. A lot of these books were, you know, kind of early openers, like maybe minus three or or five even. It's crept up to five and a half. And I think what I'm waiting for is this thing to go to six. We're showing six on our board. Not The entire market isn't there. But, you know, Lou, if we can get a plus six on the Titans at home, primetime dogs, 9-6 and ATS, super contrarian spot, what do you think? Can Vrabel keep this within a a touchdown? I think
4: you're underselling yourself. You'll get six at a minimum. You might get better, and I'll tell you why. You got all these sports rolling into the weekend, college into pro, pro into Sunday night, and then here we come Monday night football, Buffalo and Tennessee. And with that in mind, I I, I just – I know that that line is going to continue to go up. I think Buffalo, on their second straight road trip after beating Kansas City, is in a bad spot. Not that they're not going to try and play hard, but to me there has to be a little bit of a letdown. Look ahead line, Buffalo minus two and a half. This is the be patient game, people. Mm. Be patient and let everybody be cross-eyed Mary coming into this game, betting the Bills, and at the last minute, you take the Titans plus what, six or better, and I think you'll be in a very good position.
2: Lou, how about the Browns and the Chargers? A lot of intrigue in this game as well.
4: Browns and the Cardinals. Cardinals, intrigue. Me. Cardinals, yeah. And, and one of the big uh, uh, angles there for me, Mike is weather and you got 17 to 19 mile an hour wind projected and I think that's going to do enough to alter the Arizona attack especially a big play passing attack and meanwhile Cleveland with that offensive line and those two killer running backs are going to attack the thirteenth ranked Arizona rush defense. They've really been worse than that ranking. And Cleveland's going to run the ball right down Arizona's throat. If they can get a lead early, I think they're in great position.
3: Lou, we only got about a minute, minute and a half left, but I'll open the floor to you. Uh any any UFC plays like this weekend, uh Fight Night, Lad versus Dumont, uh any plays that are catching your eye right now.
4: Yeah, UFC, great card. Uh, it, it's a little bit obscure, but in the main event, you got a gal that missed weight two weeks ago and now goes up in weight almost as a penalty to fight a gal that's a legit 145-er. So Ladd went from 35 to 45 in two weeks after being weak-kneed on the scale, facing a legitimate 45-er in Dumont that'll weigh 155 night of the fight. Dumont's a an light underdog, and she's a live underdog.
2: Lou, it's always a pleasure to have you on the program. You get so much insight with you in a short amount of time. We really appreciate it.
4: I appreciate you guys having me on. Good luck everybody, and enjoy October.
2: Good luck to you as well. The great Lou Carl again, follow him on Twitter at GamLou. Josh, I, I think you and Lou are, have a date for the Octagon at some point.
3: Indeed. I know. Hey, I've learned so much from Lou. And by the way, if Lou, if you're still listening, if the Patriots continue to be insanely contrarian with inflated lines, I, I know I'm a homer, but hey, we got to keep playing them. I think the value value's there.
2: Hey, you've bet against the Patriots before, right? I mean, that's happened. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I was a fan of cash and tickets more so than fan of teams. I heard that once or twice here at VSEN. Come up next, some big games in college football. We got to break those down. It's coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. this segment of betting across america is presented by zen nicotine pouches zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms zen nicotine pouches are smoke-free spit-free and hassle-free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime zen's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell you can also use zen indoors or out making it the perfect complement to your everyday Available in 10 varieties, including experiment, coffee, and citrus, Zen can be found at convenience stores nationwide so you can find your Zen wherever you are. Zen also comes in two strengths, so you can have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zen contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers over 21. Learn more and find your local retailer at zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's betting across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. And, and Josh, as we transition into college football, week seven, I cannot believe it already. Uh, but a lot has transpired. Some big games. Let's start with uh, Oklahoma State uh, and Texas. Uh, big game because Texas, I mean, I think bettors are wondering if they're going to have a letdown spot. Uh, as they face uh, another team in their conference, that's an important game, obviously. But uh, to me, I think when you're rebuilding a program or trying to get your own guys or certainly uh, trying to get the players that were existing before you arrived there, Sarkeesian, I mean, he's going to have his hands full in terms of getting their attention and getting them to believe that everything's going to be okay. So that's, that's a tough task for coaches a lot of times, and I can see why the line is tight right here.
3: Yeah, I'm right there with you, Pritch. And again, that's a really devastating loss to try to bounce back from, you know, uh, laying the points there with, with Oklahoma on that game. You know, th- there was a kind of a fade the trendy dog spot three, three and a half. I think it ticked up to four. But remember, we had Texas really rolling in that first yeah. half and just a devastating collapse there late. So uh, that's going to be, I think, tough to kind of bounce back from psychologically. I think Sarkeesian has his you know work cut out for him to just get this team motivated and say, put it behind us, flush it. Let's get to the next one. So maybe they're a little hung up there on that loss from last week. But Pritch, I like grabbing the points here with Oklahoma State. Now, number one, Texas ranked 25th. OK State ranked 12th. One thing that I look for uh, are ranked teams coming off bye week. So I think a lot of people aren't really like thinking about Oklahoma State. They're five and zero. They're three and zero. They're three and two ATS. Uh, but they last played against Baylor on October second. Mm-hmm. Four point favorite. You win by ten there. So it's sometimes like you know, again with such recency bias, I think the public just doesn't uh, have anything to go off of last week from Oklahoma State. So maybe they're a bit undervalued, just having not played last week. But also just what is the market telling you, Pritch? A lot of these books open Texas minus five. You're still getting a slight majority of bets here on Texas saying, you know, hook them, they'll bounce back, and they're at home, they're laying a short number. Yet we're seeing this fall in favor of Oklahoma State from plus five down to plus four. So I want to know the next move, Pritch, does it tick back up four and a half? Does it continue to fall to three and a half? But this would match, again, that grinder system that I love, those short road dogs plus four or less. We got that match tonight here uh, on Georgia Southern, but those short road dogs uh, plus four, or less. 27-18 against the spread 60% this year. So, uh, two ranked teams. I'll I'll take the dog here. I like this move. And I think you're kind of buying low on on Oklahoma State here, having not played last week.
2: Well, I mean, the dog and the higher ranking, too. Like, I mean, but the competition for Oklahoma State, looking at Missouri State, Tulsa, Boise State, uh, which is interesting. And then Kansas State, uh, certainly uh, there as well as Baylor. So, uh, you wonder, from a ranking standpoint, the public, where they would fall down or fall. Uh, Which side do you believe that they're on here, Josh?
3: You bring up a really good point here, pitch that's the, that's the one thing that scares me a little bit. Like you would think that if, you know, Oklahoma state is ranked 12th and Texas is 25, then probably that 12th ranked team should be the favorite. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like I'm a better ranked team and I'm getting points. That worries me a little bit just from a contrarian angle. It's kind of right down the middle. A lot of the books that I'm looking at bed, MGM and DraftKings and these others, it's like 55% okay. slightly here toward Texas. Obviously we're going to give an advantage here for home field. But uh, again, what's the market telling you that five opener, Falling now four and a half or four tells me that that when that first when that line first dropped there was some value there taking the points of Oklahoma State so I'll still lean OK State but great point by you Pritch it does worry me a bit that the worst ranked team is favored
2: okay let's get to Kentucky ranked eleventh uh, and then the number one ranked team in the country Georgia um, so in past years uh, probably not a highlight game but you know you think about Mark Stoops and what he's done with this program uh, at Kentucky is this a program that has a consistency. Josh, uh, where you look at it, it's a big number. Uh, it's a big number. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if you have to look at the consistency at the program of the program more so than this number here.
3: Yeah, I think this is a really intriguing one. This is kind of a tough one for me. So, number one, and I'll lean to you, Pritch, because you're my uh, you're my dog's whisperer here. I feel <laughs> like uh, you know him better than anyone else, but. I would say in terms of the market movement, we are seeing a, a dip a little bit to Kentucky. Some of these books were, you know, 23 and a half down to 23. I'm seeing some 22 and a half out there. So there has been a little bite at the apple here with Kentucky uh, getting big points. Now what worries me is Kentucky seems to be like they may be a bit of a trendy dog. So they're getting across the market around 60% of bets looking at bet MGM and DraftKings. So, They're getting a majority bets, but yet the line is moving in their favor. Now, to me, if majority of bets were Kentucky and yet the line was moving to to Georgia, and that would be an automatic fade the trendy dog, you know, contrarian favorite type play for me. So I think it's a tough one. Uh, I'd like to see how this thing develops over the next couple days here, Pritch. But I would say with Georgia, you know, they, they were in this spot. What was it a couple weeks ago where, where they were laying that big number? I think it was against Arkansas, uh, where that, I think that tipped like 18 and a half down to 16 and a half, and yet they end up rolling 37 to nothing. So to me, you know, the market is moving a little bit here toward Kentucky. You know, they would match a couple systems. You know, you're you're kind of a dog low total. The total's only uh 44 and a half, 45 in this game, Pritch. and you're getting, you know, 23 points. Correlative vetting says in a conference game, a little bit of value there, Kentucky, but it's all about can Kentucky score against this really good defense, Pritch. So I'm kind of torn on this one. It, it, it's kind of a popular play here toward Kentucky, yet you are getting line movement in their favor. What do you think, Pritch? Are, do you like kind of the spot with that Georgia's in where they're unpopular? And he kind of say, that's a huge number, yeah. but don't fall into a trap of, hey, it's so big they can't cover. Uh, they obviously could here with this stout defense.
2: I, I know, because the other side of it is Georgia's offense. And and okay, is that becoming to a level which is indicative of them winning a national championship? I, I think is starting to um, they're starting to improve offensively. Darnell Washington, certainly he's coming back and he's been great. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know from a quarterback standpoint, Stetson Bennett versus uh, um, JT. And it's like, okay, what's going to happen there? What, because I thought what Georgia did coming into this season was something that they couldn't do in, in years past. And that is be solidified at quarterback. And so now it seems like their quarterback situation is in flux still. Uh, but their defense, you're right. Their defense can shut out any team uh, in this country of ours. Uh, Kentucky's going to have their hands full. But I, I don't know about laying a 23 points, though.
3: Yeah, I'm just looking at kind of these last three matchups here. And I know it's different players and, you know, there are different situations here. But it was a 14-3 game last year that Georgia won. So, you know, game before that was 21-0 Georgia. And then it was 34-17 Georgia. So, they're, they're winning these matchups. But, you know, the covering the 23, basically, if you apply that line to these previous matchups, my angle would be, again, a conference matchup, you know, okay. again, divisional dogs and baseball and the NFL, the familiarity, kind of these big SEC matchups, all in Kentucky and the points here, Pritch. But I always get worried when you have a really good team that's laying a big number that looks like they can't possibly cover and they're the unpopular play. Sometimes mm-hmm. that can be a bylaw opportunity.
2: All right. Well, let's get to another game of uh, Purdue and Iowa. I mean, Iowa. <laughs> Boy, how about this team? Uh, they were laying three on the road against Maryland. Now they're laying a big number against Purdue, uh, which gets interesting to me within the big 10. What do you think, Josh?
3: Yeah, Iowa's been just an incredible story so far this year. So six and oh, straight up They're five and one ATS they're winning, they're covering. Uh, and here's another example of, do I want to bang my head against the wall betting against <laughs> Iowa? Not really Pritch, but I gotta say the line is moving toward Purdue here. Right. You know, a lot of these books open Iowa minus 12 and a half. Down to 11 and a half, we're seeing an 11 out there. I think 11 and a half with the hook is probably the number you're looking at. Uh, but this would be it's a it's a Purdue play or nothing for me. And I think based on principle, if you want to lay it with Iowa, I get it. They look great. They've been covering numbers, but they're the popular play in the line. And yet the line is moving to Purdue, not Iowa. So if you know three out of four bets are on Iowa and they open 12 and a half, why didn't they get up to? 13, 13 and a half. It's gone the other way toward Purdue. So Pritch, it would be a Purdue disgusting hazmat, uh, you know, hate my life over the next three hours watching this game uh, play for me with Purdue or nothing. But again, this would be another um, off a buy angle. So you do have these uh, these teams coming off a buy, more time to rest, rehab, game plan, stuff like that. Uh, and again, another big dog, low total, you know, the total in this one is 43 kind of a, a low number here. And yet you're getting double digits. I'll lean Purdue Pritch. Uh, but again, I always been in the spot where respected money is against them and it hasn't mattered. And they've covered anyway, that's what concerns me, but it's either it's Purdue or nothing for me. Okay. Pritch. Hopefully it's not per don't as Michael Lombardi. <laughs> likes to say.
2: Well, no, I can, I can get on board with that, to be honest with you, because I don't know if the books understand or, well, not understand, but, uh, What's going on with the Big Ten, basically? Because you have Iowa on the road against Maryland, short number. uh, And then Iowa, Penn State, uh, another short number. We saw what that game turned into and what it could have been. Uh, And then you have one side of the Big Ten all in the top ten. That's the east. Uh, And then you got Iowa over there by themselves in the west. And Okay, uh, are are they inflated here? Minus 11. I mean, the Big Ten, I, I don't know how you make numbers in the Big Ten right now.
3: Yeah, it's really difficult, Pritch. I think you hit the nail on the head. The other thing is, you know, uh, if you're going to play Purdue, then have some faith in what the oddsmakers are doing here because they open this number knowing that everyone's going to bet Iowa, one of the hottest teams, one of the best covering teams in college football. And yet, even though they're getting flooded with just, hey, give me an easy, easy winner here this weekend, Pritch. Public's going to say late with Iowa. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. Yet, this thing is falling. So the books have taken a position here. Even though they're getting hit with a ton of public betting here on Iowa, they're dropping the line toward Purdue. That tells you that the money coming in on Purdue looks to be from respected betters who have a long track track record of success
2: yeah the crazy wacky big 10 we'll see how deep they really are i mean certainly we got the matchups that we all looking forward to michigan michigan state uh, ohio state michigan as well i mean all of those are, are in front of us here uh for the big 10 but we got to get to more market insights and also the playoffs in major league baseball is coming up next right here on v the sports brand network
0: At luckylandslots.com.
1: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law.
0: 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
4: This is Betting Across America
2: with
0: Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the Sports Betting
2: Network. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The king of sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with the lock of the year. Simply place a $10 Moneyline wager on either Tampa Bay or Philadelphia. If either team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSEN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions. Download the app. Go to betmgm.com and use bonus code VSEN200 to win $200 in free bets if either Tampa Bay or Philadelphia scores a touchdown. It's a new customer offer, paid in free bets, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. Betting Cross America, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. So, yeah, Josh, Market Insights, big time. Uh, but you said it at the top of the show, a pitching change here in a big game. It's come down to this single game, uh, San Francisco Giants and L.A. Dodgers, a pitching change. What do you make of that?
3: Yeah, I would argue, aside from Red Sox-Yankees, one of the best rivalries in baseball, Pritch. Do or die, this is going to be a great game to sweat tonight. Uh, and really what we've seen, Pritch, you know, the opener was kind of around Dodgers minus uh, 110. Around there, you saw a little bit of early money hit the Giants, dropped the Dodgers, pretty much down to a pick type number. We were at a pick them pretty much all day. And then the news broke that the Dodgers are going to go with an opener, Corey Kniebel. And what basically that does is it pushes back Julio Urias, who was supposed to start into kind of a, a bullpen type role. So it's kind of all hands on deck with the Dodgers. I kind of like this pitch. Uh, You know, this is kind of a gamesmanship type angle and okay. the Dodgers screwing with the Giants a little bit here. In Remember game in the, five, we're uh, going to have gamesmanship in game five. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Throw anything at them. They were, you know, getting ready to, to look at all the, uh, get the, the sabermetric people looking at the stats and splits against Urias. Now you got to mix it up here a little bit. I kinda like that angle. So Pritch, what I'm seeing is, now with that pitching change, we do see further movement to the Giants. So Giants have now flipped. We're showing minus one on our page. I'm seeing some minus 110, minus 114 kind of around there for the Giants. Uh, So if you were waiting like me to get some plus money on the Dodgers, now you're getting plus 102, plus 104, something like that. latest splits here from BetMGM Pritch, we got pretty much right down the middle. That's the intriguing thing about this game. The two best teams in baseball and it's 50, 50 ticket count. It's pretty much a pick them type number. There isn't too much to go off of in terms of the movement and the percentages. However, one thing that I still lean on is these future prices. Okay. You have got- the, the Giants, best team in baseball at home uh, as a very, very short favorite. Yet, if you look at the futures to win the World Series, you still have the Giants uh, plus 450 and the Dodgers plus 350. So the payout on the on the Dodgers is still a little bit smaller, probably some liability on World Series futures. But basically, that's a way to kind of look at the strength of each team. They're still saying the odds makers that even though the Giants are on the or the Dodgers are on the road tonight in a mm-hmm. huge do or die matchup they still have better futures odds. So uh my play here is, Pritch, I'm going to go Dodgers. I like the plus money in this spot. I think you're getting, you know, best team, highest uh, payroll here in baseball or arguably, I guess, the second best team based on the record. But I think in these games, to me, if you're going to give me uh, a, a wagon like the Dodgers here at plus money, I'm going to take it. And I also think, you know, based on, on the uh, the total here, Pritch, it opened six and a half and you had some early money up to seven. So I think there was some over six and a half right when it dropped. But now it's seven, I think the way these teams are going to manage this game, Pritch short hooks, getting a lot of bullpen arms in there. Maybe it's almost not like an all-star game, but you know, you're having your starters come out, do an inning here and inning there. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be managed incredibly carefully. I could see buying low on an under seven now at this point, but here's the thing, Pritch 50, 50, 50, 50 ticket count, pretty much a pick number. I don't think you can fault anyone on the Dodgers tonight or anyone on the Giants, but I'll go with the Dodgers here. Who have been consistently the favorite to win the World Series. I think they step up tonight. If you're giving me plus money with the Dodgers here pitch, I'm gonna take it.
2: What about managing too carefully before the game? I mean, we're seeing that right now. Roberts could be overmanaging. Uh, and there's that aspect. I mean, right now on the board here at the South Point, the Giants have moved to minus one eleven. Uh, the total still at seven. I I don't know if you can rely on pitching to quiet the bats. I mean, I think this is gonna turn into that bullpen situation anyway whether it's a close game or, or we'll see if, if we see runs early on, uh, but to throw out uh, a pitcher now and then, okay, bring your Urias in the game
3: at some point, I don't know. That could be overmanaging to me. I think it could be. It also sh- to me, Pritch kind of just shows how big and important big and important these games are like, let's go back to that. Uh, some of the games that we had earlier this week, like remember we talked about Craig council. What are you doing? You know, uh, not giving you know, Corbin Burns a shot there, desperation yeah. backs against the wall that didn't work out. He just went with, you know, just who's, who's scheduled to start that day <laughs> on the flip side, Bueller, they pitch him short rest mm-hmm. game. You needed the end. You end up winning. So I kind of like that the Dodgers aren't just saying, Hey, we're the Dodgers roll out the balls and the bats and we're a great team. We're going to win. They're still trying to find every little angle of gamesmanship doing the, the opener here, late announcement. So I kind of like that angle. It shows me that they're not taking anything for granted. And Pritch, just one reminder, if anyone bet either of these teams earlier today, you bet San Fran or the Dodgers and you bet listed pitcher your bet now is scratched. It's refunded. It, it's a, it's a, it's a non, it's a non-action with your money coming back to you. So just make sure like you would hate to see, you know, you bet the giants and they win or you bet the Dodgers and they win. and You feel like you got to win, but actually your bet was refunded because you did listed pitcher. You are gonna have to rebet this game. If you bet listed pitcher, if you bet action, you're going to have action regardless of this pitching change.
2: Well, I tell you what game one, uh, the way that the Dodgers were swinging the bats, uh, they were still celebrating. <laughs> after winning the wild card game. And so uh, their bats weren't effective at, at all. Now, I, I think that's changed. The bats have uh, have woken up here for the Dodgers. And so, I mean, I think the, the Giants are expecting they're going to have their best guy on the mound, but yet we got to set up our bullpen and our bullpen is set up. They have to respond with their bats accordingly, too. So I uh, cannot wait for this game, minus 111 for the Giants here at the South Point. Uh, so other market insights for us today from you, Josh Applebaum.
3: Yeah, so a couple more here. I got a big NHL slate, so I got some NHL plays here to end the show, but I just wanted to mention one NFL play that really caught my eye, which uh it's been over the last couple of days it, it kind of popped for me and I think you're seeing further evidence today of more money coming in on the Minnesota Vikings perch. So, a lot of these books open, you know, Carolina Panthers at home, about a one point, maybe one and a half point favorite here. Uh public's kind of split, but they're still saying Carolina, you know, you have a better record here than Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So, I'll just lay a pretty much a pick 'em type number at home. With Carolina three and two and Minnesota two and three, but Minnesota they got a little mojo going. They've won two of their last three. Big win, uh, you know, late against Detroit. Even though they didn't cover, you know, a couple games before that they beat Seattle. I love this just classic dog-to-fave line move. If the, uh, the slight majority of bets are on the Panthers here, Pritch, then why did this thing flip from Panthers laying a point or point-and-a-half to now getting a point or point-and-a-half? So I'd be looking at money-lining Minnesota here, and what I liked is yesterday it was minus-one Vikings. Today it popped to minus-one-and-a-half or even minus-two at a lot of books here. So one system that I do like, road teams where the line stays the same or moves in their favor, kind of betting against that maybe overvaluing of home-field advantage. Those teams are 34 and 23 against the spread this year, 60% overall. Uh doesn't hurt also, you know, uh, you know, Pritch, you know me, I'm always looking at umpires and referees and mm-hmm. trying to find every little edge, but uh, Craig Rolstad, who's going to be the lead ref here. He's been a really good road ref historically. He's uh, about 60% ATS to the road team, 64 and 44. So I'd be looking at the Minnesota Vikings here on the money line. I just like to go money line and mitigate a little bit of risk. I'll pay a little more juice knowing that, Hey, it was a short number to begin with If yeah. the Vikings win by one. And I laid a one and a half or two and lose I'll just go money line in that angle here, Pritch. Well, um, and then also
2: a little uh, bit of news before, on that on that yeah. game right there, Josh. Uh, Christian McCaffrey upgraded from doubtful to questionable uh, with that hamstring. He was limited on Wednesday. He did not participate today, though, in practice.
3: Yeah, and that's a crazy thing to always look at because if a big star player is upgraded in their status, then wouldn't the line maybe have some buyback back toward Carolina? Right. Yet that hasn't happened there. Okay. So I kind of like anytime a team's fishy, like, hey, I got a big guy back, but yet the line isn't going toward that team. Uh, Makes me kind of like Minnesota Vikings even better Mm -hmm. there a little bit. Um, So, Pritch, another thing real quick, just with NHL, uh, you know, kind of small sample size. We've only got a couple days. We're going into day three. But one thing I've noticed, uh, home favorites to start the NHL season, five and one overall. So, I think a lot of people think with home ice, it's the crowd that gives you juice. It's really getting the last change from the coach's standpoint. So, you can match up your best defensive pair against, you know, the top line of the opposing team. And this isn't just an aberration to start five and one these home favorites. Look at last year; uh, they're 64%. They were 312 and 175 with an return on investment of about four percent. So, kind of a grinder model here. So, your system matches would be tonight: uh, the Rangers, the Predators, the Panthers, CBJ, uh, as well as Carolina. Um, and really, in particular, Pritch, I like the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets tonight. I've seen a big move in their favor. They open around minus 135 at home. Columbus has been steamed up. Around minus 160. Uh they brought in Voracek over the uh over the offseason. Got a pretty good starting uh line there with Line A and Voracek. Uh, but also Arizona Pritch, they sold off a ton of guys, the Coyotes last year. So mm-hmm. I think it's a team that is maybe gonna be a bottom feeder. I like this move towards C B J and really that angle to me to lean on to start is are these home favorites five and one so far in sixty four percent last year.
2: All right. I'm gonna leave you with a headline because we talked about this game earlier, the Browns and the Cardinals. Here's the headline. Do the Cardinals have potential COVID nineteen outbreak ahead of the Browns game?
3: Oh, Pritch, I was just gonna say because I really like the Cardinals. There at one point, there I think sure. there were three down to two and a half. Saw so it shot up to back to three, and now it's three and a half. And the juice looks like you know could this thing get to four? So we saw Chandler Jones with an mm-hmm. issue here, Pritch. Of course, in a locker room, you've been in a lot of them. Hey, it spreads quick when a small right. confined space. So. That's definitely something to keep an eye out for. That makes sense now why this move is going back here to Cleveland.
2: Yeah, Dan Graziano, Per Forest, there have been three positive COVID tests reported uh, with the Arizona Cardinals this week. So uh, keep an eye on that for that game right there. That'll do it uh, for us today. Josh, enjoy Major League Baseball, the playoffs. It can't get any better than this.
3: It's the best, Brits. Thursday Night Football, NHL. It's a great time to bet on sports.
2: That's right. Friday, Football Frenzy. That's next. That's tomorrow. Come up next, though. The Edge right here on the Sports Ready Network
1: Zumo Play.